So you're following a ketogenic diet, or you're just getting started by cutting back on some carbs, and you want to get into ketosis and stay there. And the reason is because you want to burn some extra body fat and get really lean without being miserable. And you find out that ketosis is pretty much a state in which your body predominantly starts using fats for fuel in the form of ketone bodies rather than glycogen. So you start following a ketogenic diet, and in the beginning, your results are pretty good, but then a few weeks in, things start to slow down, or maybe things come to a complete halt. And if that happened to you, or if it's happening to you right now, I'm really glad you found this video, because today I'm gonna go over the five biggest keto mistakes that stop your fat loss and bring you out of ketosis. Some of these mistakes can potentially even make you gain body fat rather than lose it. So you really wanna make sure that you avoid all five at all costs. Let's start with mistake number one, thinking that the ketogenic diet is simply a low carb diet. I know that this doesn't sound too bad, but this is one of the biggest mistakes because people are very quick to identify carbs as the culprit responsible for their higher body fat percentage. Then usually the second macronutrient that people identify with gaining weight and storing body fat is fat. And those of you that have been doing keto for even a little while now know how important eating fat is for you to get into ketosis and to maintain your energy levels while burning your own body fat. However, the last macronutrient that most people would ever consider slowing or stopping fat loss is protein. I mean, after all, protein is the all-worship macro of the entire fitness and health industry. So how can protein ruin ketosis? Well, I'm here to tell you that having too much protein can and will take you out of ketosis. The ketogenic diet is not a low-carb diet. It's a combination of a low-carb, high-fat, and moderate-protein diet. The reason why your protein intake should not exceed a low to moderate level is because if you have too much protein, your body will turn the protein into blood sugar in your liver through a process known as gluconogenesis. In this process, not only do you increase your blood sugar, but you can also spike your insulin levels. And in case you don't know, insulin is your fat storage hormone. Once your body has the option of using blood sugar or glucose for energy, it will choose that over your fat stores and you'll stop burning fat. So to prevent this, you can go get a glucometer and ketone blood test strips and constantly test yourself, which may actually help some of you. But for those of you that don't wanna be bothered, just make sure that you keep your protein intake below 20% of your total daily calories. Many people following the ketogenic diet would say that you have to have even lower than that, like 15% of your total daily calories, and others will say that you can go a little higher and have 25% of your total calories coming from protein. However, if you stick between a range of 15 and 20%, you shouldn't really have any trouble getting into ketosis and staying there. Make sure you don't make this mistake. Remember, the ketogenic diet is not only lower carb, it's also high fat and moderate protein. And when this is done correctly, that's when it helps you melt the fat from your body. Moving on, mistake number two is a mistake that I made when I first tried to follow a keto diet. And that mistake was accidentally eating too many hidden carbs. With this diet plan, you only want five to a maximum of 10% of your total daily calories coming from carbs. For most people, this is gonna wind up being under 30 or even 25 grams of carbs per day. And let me tell you from experience, even when you're trying not to, it's so easy to accidentally eat 25 grams of carbs. Very rarely will someone grab a piece of bread or make a bowl of pasta while following this plan. However, there are many snacks and processed foods that might lure you in because it says sugar-free on the front of the box. 
However, if you were to take a closer look, you would see that they might have replaced the sugar with things like corn syrup or rice syrup or honey or even fructose. Most people know to check the nutrition label, and if you don't, then I highly recommend that you start. But even if you check every nutrition label, with such a low allowance of carbs, even certain vegetables can easily bring your total to over the amount of the allotted carbs that you're allowed per day. Higher carb vegetables that you want to limit or avoid are onions, ginger, leeks, carrots, and pumpkin. Some of the lower carb vegetables that you can use instead are broccoli rabe, celery, spinach, asparagus, and mushrooms. But even with those vegetables, you want to make sure you get an idea of how much of them you can have. You can go over your total amount of carbs even with good vegetables if you have too much. The same thing goes for fruit. It's even easier to overdo it with fruit and end up going way over your totals. The only fruit I would stick to on the keto diet are small amounts of strawberries, blackberries, raspberries, and honeydew melon. One last thing to watch out for is nuts that are higher in carbs. The nuts with the most carbs are cashews, pistachios, and almonds, while the lowest carb nuts are pecans, brazils, and macadamia nuts. Don't be afraid of enjoying a handful of your favorite nuts, but the point is that carbs are hidden everywhere, so make sure that you plan ahead. For the third mistake, I want to talk about dairy. Dairy is one of the favorite go-to food options on a keto plan. Although milk and ice cream are clearly not allowed on the keto plan, dairy options like cheese and butter are high in fat and very low in carbs, so cheese and butter are both acceptable on the keto diet. But the big problem that people have is that they don't realize how calorie dense dairy food groups like cheese and butter are. It's very easy to overeat and have too much fat from the dairy. If you have too much fat from your diet, then your body will only be burning dietary fat for energy rather than, than your own body fat. It'll be difficult to burn body fat if you're in a calorie surplus, whether that surplus is caused by high carb or high fat. On top of that, there are only two types of protein found in dairy products that stimulate a large insulin response, whey and casein. One study found that full fat fermented milk products and regular milk products were about as insulinogenic as white bread. Even though milk will have more whey protein in it, cheese mostly still contains casein, which also stimulates the insulin response. Like I said earlier, high levels of insulin will prevent fat loss, so just be aware that when a dairy source has protein in it, it will usually cause a rise in insulin levels. Since butter is mostly fat and has virtually no protein and no carbs, it won't do much to promote insulin. On a keto diet, you can eat some cheese, but cheese is not something that you want to go overboard with. Unfortunately, a lot of people do just that, which leads me right into my next mistake. People thinking that you could eat as much keto-approved food sources as you want and you'll still lose weight. While for most people it's common sense that products like cheese and butter can make you fat when eaten in excess, a lot of keto dieters seem to forget this very simple fact. Portion control has to exist on any diet plan for the plan to work. If you create a large enough surplus of calories, even if they're all coming from high fat sources, you will gain weight and body fat. Now I'm not advocating that you count your calories and macros every day for the rest of your life. In fact, I believe one of the reasons that you were originally attracted to the ketogenic approach is to move towards something that's more flexible rather than restricted. However, I do recommend that when you first start, you count your total calories and macros for a few days. This way you can get an idea if your portions are too big. If they are too big according to your calculations of where they should be, then there are two things that you could do. You can number one, reduce the number of times per day that you're eating meals to have fuller meals when you do eat, or you have to reduce the amount of food you're eating per meal to have smaller, more frequent meals throughout the day. 
The point is, keep in mind that the rules of thermodynamics still apply to the keto diet just like any other diet. The last big mistake that people make that is the exact opposite of having too much fat is not getting enough fats. Most people that start a ketogenic diet do it to lose weight and body fat as fast as possible. So they think by limiting fat intake as well as carb and protein intake, they'll lose fat even faster. However, part of getting into ketosis is training your body to use fat as its primary source of fuel, which means that your body will still need fat to serve itself as energy. At least 75% of your total daily calories should be coming from fat and some recommend going higher like 80% of your total calories. If you don't intake enough healthy fats, then your energy levels will plummet and you'll start feeling tired and lethargic. When most people start, they go through something known as the keto flu, which is basically your body adapting to less carbs and more fat in your diet. The keto flu leaves you feeling tired, grouchy, and really low on energy, and it'll be much worse if you're not giving your body enough fat. It's a fine balance to not go over and not have too much fat and to not have too little fat. Again, this is why I recommend using my calculator that I linked up below. It'll help you find your ideal calories and macros for this diet plan. Then once you have those numbers, simply track for the first couple days to get an idea of where you're at. That's it guys, I really hope this video has helped you out. If you enjoyed it, make sure you subscribe to this channel. Also, right now, I'm running a six week challenge that has my clients losing an average of 20 pounds or 5% body fat in just 42 days. There is a keto style diet plan that's included with this program. So if you want a done for you plan that's simple, effective, and you don't even have to think about it, click the link below and visit my website. You're gonna get an accountability coach that's gonna guide you through the entire workout and diet plan from day one to day 42. Also, if you simply follow and stick to the plan, you can get the results and the whole program for free. Click the link below to access it. The website is gravitytransformation.com. See you guys soon.